Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific markets are trading mixed this morning following a bout of selling on Wall Street overnight. Joining me now as we break down all the market action, happy Friday, Ryan Huang. TGIF, Michelle. Let's start the morning in the world of commodity trading and more specifically with the nickel trade. Now, nickel is a key material to make batteries, electric wires, even coins. Well, trading in this metal can be risky, as Singapore's Trafigura Group is finding out. The group is facing more than half a billion US dollars in losses because of fraud. Ryan, what happened? Yeah, so it's a very curious case where... It's something I think many of us have faced before if you bought stuff online and then you get delivered something that did not match the description, which is pretty much what happened here at Trafigura. It bought something, it did not get it, and it bought a huge shipment of nickel. And it's starting to find out that it did not receive the nickel after all. After opening up the boxes and the containers, it's starting to realize a lot of the cargo did not contain what they had purchased. So they are thinking, hey, this is starting to look like systemic fraud against it. And they have already started legal action against an Indian businessman. So this is starting to unravel and unfold to figure out how much exactly the damage is. So that is still going to be a question mark. Can you imagine buying nickel, opening the container and finding that the nickel is not there or that the nickel has been replaced by Painted rocks. So this has happened. A single container of nickel can be worth as much as half a million US dollars. And this latest fraud case with Trafigura is only the latest to really rock the commodities industry. Pardon the pun. NV Assets, Ng Yuji is currently in prison awaiting trial on charges related to a billion dollar scam. You remember that. And last year, a Chinese metal tycoon's trades imploded, causing the London Metal Exchange to temporarily shut shut down, even cancel trades. So what is it about the nickel industry, Ryan, that seems to make it so rife for scandal and fraud? Yeah, you've seen many cases before how yeah. uh, there have been duplicate documents. In fact, the same collateral being pledged more than once to be used as loans and to uh, borrow from banks. So that has been the case for quite some time. And the question is, why does this keep happening again and again? So it seems to be a case of how regulations, at least scrutiny, is just relatively at least more lax when it comes to nickel versus other commodities like precious metals such as gold. So with that lack of strict scrutiny and security, then you have the potential for fraudsters to try the luck to get around loopholes and... Mm -hmm. I guess this is where we are right now. That maybe we just need more regulations and more uh, operating protocols to be put in place to just avoid the fraud that's now starting to be emerge. And one of the reasons why we are starting to see more of these cases is because of some of the collapse in some of these prices in recent um, quarters. Uh, then mm. I started to see many banks start to relook their books, their uh, review their accounts, and then in that process they started to discover some of the wrongful, um, I guess, transactions that have taken place. So it's a question as well, what else has not been uncovered? In other commodity-related news, ExxonMobil is creating a new global trading division to compete with BP, Shell and others in the high-risk, high-reward world of energy derivatives. Tell us more. 
Yeah, so this is the shake-up that Exxon is trying to go for. So it's bringing together, in a new division, its various mm-hmm. departments in crude, natural gas, power and petroleum in terms of its trading desks. So it's a bit of a corporate restructuring or reorganization to help establish a global business hub to manage finance and procurement and also become a more efficient supply chain unit. So all in, I think it's to play on economies of scale, synergy and to drive what they call commercial intensity. So that's the ExxonMobil strategy for the coming years. Investors are taking the news in stride. ExxonMobil shares finish up one third of a percent overnight. They're flat in after hours action. From commodities, let's turn now to artificial intelligence. The headlines have been dominated this week by the AI wars, which prominently feature chatbot initiatives by Microsoft, Google and others. Now, retail investors, they're all piling into these AI stocks. And that is leading some analysts that I'm speaking with to wonder whether it's just a fad. But Morgan Stanley says that unlike meme and cannabis stocks, AI is the real deal. Why is that? Yeah, so if you look at what Morgan Stanley is saying, it might be the real deal. So this is after they stacked what's been playing out in the past years. We've seen how we've got meme stocks and the huge buzz around cannabis when it was legalized in the US. And then we had Web 3.0. We also had NFTs. We also had ICOs. And remember the dot-com bubble. So all these things stacked together on, then you put it next to the AI chat GPT craze that's now going on. They say now... If you look at the potential of AI, it is a serious contender for what will be the key theme for this year because this technology will be used across various industries and there is so much potential for it. And right now, they see a lot of willingness from consumers and businesses to adopt it. So based on what they are assessing, they think it is seriously worth looking at it more closely if you're an investor. If we take a closer look, um, what are some of the AI-related stocks or the investment funds that are currently in focus? Yeah, look at the list that's come together based on some of the um, market watchers who have been tracking the markets. We have some examples of stocks that could be interesting plays around AI. Among them, Dark Trace, that is listed in the UK and some familiar names in the chip industry, NIDAC, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing. Uh, Also, you've got Infineon in the mix. So a lot of semiconductor plays for AI. Uh, Also, cybersecurity, CrowdStrike. We talked about DarkTrace earlier on. And if you look at the familiar cloud names, you've got Alphabet and Amazon. So you've got these themes to look at if you are trying to get into the space. And if you look at the upset potential, we have um, a range of between 11 to 85% based on some of these stocks that could be worth watching. Okay, um, if you look at Chinese-related AI stocks, they're really in focus. The, not all have done well. Baidu, which is launching Ernie Bond, we talked about that, uh, fell as much as 8.5% before closing down about half that much in Hong Kong trade. And over in Shanghai, Cloudwalk Technology and a company called Beijing Haitian Ruixing Science Technology fell as much as 14% after the Securities Times newspaper ran a front page editorial warning that AI stocks could overheat. 
We turn now to the U.S. markets, where a tug of war between the bulls and the bears is in full view. The major indices were up about 1% in early trade overnight, but then sellers stepped in. Nasdaq dropped 1%. The Dow and the S&P 500 fell nearly as much. So what's going on? It kind of feels like investors can't make up their minds, Ryan. Yeah, it's quite tough to navigate the backdrop of the Fed speed we've been hearing in the past few days. We had first... The Fed Chair Jerome Powell coming out to just talk about how he's acknowledging that inflation indeed is starting to see some signs of moderation, but still a long ways before he can start talking about turning the other way for rate hikes, essentially a pivot. So he's saying rates could be higher for longer. I think that's what's starting to sink in as we saw more more Fed speakers go about their events and giving their thoughts and making the headlines. More Fed speakers started to jump on the same bandwagon and the same chorus to say that we need higher rates for longer. And I think that's what markets are starting to price in right now. And that is being reflected in bond yields, which if we look at the two-year yield, it climbed to 4.48%. And this is its highest levels since mid-November. So something to watch out for as we see more of these rate hikes being priced in. If you look at the 10-year notes, that's up to 3.66% from 3.62% in the past session. So that's supported the uh, US dollar as well and conversely weighing on stock markets. In corporate news, tech and media layoffs are making headlines once again. So Ryan, who are the latest companies to retrench workers? Yeah, so the latest tech giant who joined the list is Yahoo. So it's cutting 1,000 jobs starting this week. That's about 12% by the end of the year. It's cutting 20% of its workforce. So it's a reflection again of what the tech industry is going through. Um, And this is all around how people and companies have been cutting back on ad spending. Uh, Also in the mix is News Corp is cutting jobs as well. So it's a long list of companies who have been in this week cutting jobs. It is indeed. Time for corporate news and up or down time. Let's start with Credit Suisse, Ryan. Credit Suisse, well, it's always been making the headlines, usually for the wrong reasons. And again, it is bad news for Credit Suisse because in its latest earnings, it has not done well. It has reported a larger-than-expected loss, a massive annual loss, and its CEO describes its results as completely unacceptable. And it's all around underperformance in various parts of the bank as well as various compliance failures and fines it has had to pay. Well, definitely a down. Credit Suisse lost $1.5 billion US dollars in the fourth quarter of this year. Electric vehicle prices, where are they headed? They are going down because more discounts coming through. Latest to join the discount bandwagon, Lucid. And of course, we've been hearing from Tesla. So all in the name of, I guess, trying to get people to buy EVs as they start to look at their purse strings a bit closer. So it's both that factor plus how competition is intensifying that space. So that is leading, I guess, to some good news for people looking for EVs. Indeed, the Lucid Group, as you mentioned, they become the latest company to cut EV prices. In fact, Lucid is offering a $7,500 credit to some US buyers. Tesla and Ford have also cut retail prices. Wing Thai Holdings, Ryan. I am going with 
up for Wing Thai. Mm. So net profit is higher by 18% in the first half of the year to $63.3 million. And this is despite a drop in revenue of 15% in the same period to $261 million. So this was partly wow. due to contributions from some land it sold in Le Nouveau Altmore and also mm-hmm. progressive sales recognized from the M at Middle Road. Right, and all that meant uh, the company netted 18% more dollars during the second half of the year, that's $63 million. So definitely an up for Wing Tai Holdings, their profits are up. Let's look at property over in Tengah. Okay, let's check out what we have in Tengah in the coming years, and it's ACS. So it's going to hey. be up for Tengah. If you are you know, an ACS fan, you know, if you've been a parent trying to get your kid into ACS in the at least 2030 onwards, then that's going to be where it will be in terms of the location. But the good news is for property owners around the area, with such a brand name school for many parents, they will be thinking about moving there to take advantage of the proximity criteria to get their kids into primary one. So for property owners, they could be in for upside of maybe 10 to 15% based on what mm-hmm. some of the analysts are projecting around the area. Now, before you pack up and move to Tunga, analysts, yes, they are speculating that property values in the area will rise because of the ACS school move. Uh, they're moving the primary school over to Tunga. You have some time to pack your bags, though, because ACS's move does not take place until 2030. Are you in the uh, market for a luxury bag, Ryan? That could be a good idea for Valentine's Day. What about you, Michelle? Yeah. Hey, Mrs. Ryan Huang, I hope you're listening in. This one is for you. Um, not really, but I like looking at the bags. Uh, a tycoon over in Hong Kong has just netted a record amount. Joseph Lau is his name. He's a Hong Kong billionaire. And he sold dozens of mostly Hermes bags at an auction in Sotheby's. You want to guess how much he made? I'm sure it's backed him a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> to the tune of $3.2 million. Just looking at the pictures makes me happy this morning. Uh, it's part of the visionary collection of Joseph Lau. And this is the largest single owner handbag sale in the Asia auction market. So who knows? Maybe Mrs. Ryan Huang will have her own um, bag investment soon. Yeah, I'm just going to Charles and Keith. <laughs> hey, luxury. <laughs> yes, I like that. Okay. Well, don't say I didn't try, Mrs. Ryan Huang. This one was for you. You're listening to Your Money. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.